Tuesday, November 28th, Toby and TJ back with you. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the hand signal. I did not understand the assignment there briefly. You good? You yeah, good now? I'm good okay. now. He was waving at me to do something, and I couldn't figure out what, and then he had to cough, That's and he wanted fault. me to mute his button, and yep. I, I missed. That's my bad. The uh, uh, Before we get into, you know, we can talk more OC, transfer portals, lighten up, all kinds of stuff. Did you guys see the we're, – we're at Brown O'Haver, John Whitson with us today – did you guys see the Mike Elko introductory press conference yesterday at Texas A&M? It's like welcoming a new cult leader. Did you see any of this, TJ? The whooping and the, yeah, I saw some the of that. Yeah. Swing the swing. swing I'm, I'm, the... I'm going to give you about 12 seconds of this, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. I can't get enough. I can't. Uh, A&M the just the king has arrived. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it, it gave me uh, Dana Altman, Arkansas vibes. Yeah, you guys remember yeah, very Dana, much so. They were doing the whooping. Those suit. are the you two could... places when someone gets introduced, you're like, how weird are all of those people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, all, um, they're all swaying. I think even the media members are, like, you know, swaying back and forth with their arms around each other. I, I'm – you know, as it, I, I, I'm hesitant to say the word fear because the text line wants to light me up for not wearing my big boy pants. But you know, yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm always like, "It's been established, you are." I'm fearful. Soft. I'm yeah. fearful. Yeah. I'm always like, "Word, like, oh man, maybe they're going to get somebody that's amazing that's uh-huh. that's going to like affect recruiting and you know, da da da." And then reality hits me in the face and says, "It's A and M." If there's ever been a school that you don't have to worry about doing the right thing or yeah. being good or making a good decision. It's a and I don't know that Mark Stoops was going to win them a national championship, but he was going to solidify their program. He was going to he was going to take them from being a laughing stock to a very competitive year in, consistent year out, uh, uh, you know, team. You would have respected them. You would have respected them. They yeah. would have played hard. They'd I don't been... want to respect them. Like I said yesterday, it's good that they did not hire Mark Stoops because. Uh, it would have been harder for us to make fun of A&M if Mark Stoops was so there. So easy right now. Uh, you think he would have done the swaying thing? I, uh, I don't. Not happily. Not happily. He would have had that look in his eye. You think eye that's like, what really happened? Maybe instead of the donors, it was okay. I ain't when, when you get up here, you got to sway. So like, oh, I'm not swaying. People from uh, I ain't swaying. People from uh, <laughs> where are they from? What's uh, what's their town? College Station. No, 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 no. Where oh, are the Stoops? Youngstown. 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 People Ohio. from Youngstown don't sway. 
You know, yeah, I could see that seeing something as stupid. I'll go say. there, but don't tell me to gig them. I'm not gigging them. I'm not swaying. Oh, then you're out. You're I, out. I ain't doing that swaying. <laughs> At the end of the day, I ain't swaying. <laughs> I ain't swaying. Uh, I think I, that's that's just as likely as any other story down there. I am excited that Texas A&M and Oklahoma share a conference again because as strange as they are, and they're going to go 7-5 and five every year and stuff like that, it is fun to go to College Station, to play games at College Station. I should correct that. Basketball is nothing. Football and baseball are fun in College Station because they are crazy and they're into it. And they do the, they do stuff, you know. I mean, they got traditions and all kinds of – it is an adventure. It is not a boring night when you go to a football or baseball game in College Station, Texas, that's for sure. So I'm looking forward to that. Are you going anywhere next year? I want to go to LSU. I want to go to LSU. Yeah? Yeah. I want to go to LSU. My family, my brothers grew up in Baton Rouge. I've never been to an LSU game, so now it's like the perfect You went to, to BYU. I went to BYU, and it was fantastic. What a great fan you are. One of the best road trips. Uh, I got to take my daughter to her first ever Oklahoma game. She was loud. She was excited. Um, when Billy Bowman intercepted the ball, I, I mean, she was just jumping up and down like a psychotic person. It was great. We had a great trip. Great trip. That was awesome. I, I uh, agree with you. Okay, here's another thing. Did you guys see, because one of the forecasts yesterday had us going to the Pop-Tarts Bowl, oh. which I think some people just learned was an actual thing this year. This is the old Cheez-It Bowl. They changed the name this year to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And yesterday, the Pop-Tarts Bowl announced that they will feature an edible mascot this year. The winning team will get an opportunity to take a bite out of the mascot following the matchup. So the mascot apparently is going to be wearing an edible Pop-Tarts suit. Thoughts? Like I who, see no reason why we shouldn't hope to get in this game. Who would do that, though? If anybody's uh, looking for me. If you would go take you ever had a pop tart? I love pop tarts. Pop tarts are delicious. The idea of a life size pop tart? I dream about this. Well, are you I've kidding never, me? Depends I've on never, the, the the pop tart too. But who would go take a bite out of a dude wearing a sandwich board pop tart? The same. Uh, have you seen a coach after they win the Duke's Mayo Bowl sit there and That's get mayonnaise dumped on their head? That's one thing to get mayonnaise dumped on your head. It's another thing that a you'd rather get mayonnaise dumped on your head than yes. eat a pop tart. Okay, well, listen. Uh, uh, listen. I would rather get mayonnaise dumped on my head than some dude that's in a uh, leotard uh, sweating all over a Pop-Tart, and then I go and take a bite out of it after the game. Yes, I would much rather get mayonnaise on my head. I am under the assumption there will be separation between the sweaty man in the leotard (laughs) and the edible Pop-Tart. I don't think they... That the pop tart that I'm going to eat is going to absorb the sweat from the How do you know, though? It sounds like... I guess I don't know that. I thought... This is going to upset a lot of people. I thought that Trump was going to be the end of our civilization as we know it. What are you doing right but now? But to me, it sounds like TJ hit the seven-second delay. Pop tart, <laughs> edible mascot at the end of a crappy bowl game in Florida on December twenty-seventh or whatever. That's the end of civilization as we know it. That's when we've completely devolved and we're subhuman, and it's terrible. I, I can't even believe this. The pop tarts. I got more information. Unless it's cinnamon maple sugar, and then... Delicious. 
The Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot will run around the field before and during the game and interact with fans. After the game, it will, quote, transform into a game-winning snack for the victors. That's terrible. What? A- well, that's one thing if you're just handing people a Pop-Tart and they eat the – and it's got the little mascot's, like, face drawn on it or something. That, that's yeah. what that sounds like to me, that they'll all have, like, an individual well, we Pop-Tart to eat. We might get the opportunity. How can – not to – in all seriousness, how can you go from 6-6 six and six into the Pop-Tart Bowl – and ten and two, and still getting the pop tart bowl. What's the tie in there? Because I can't imagine where that we have. We're we're essentially so, third place in the Big Twelve right now, right? I mean, yeah. For all intents and purposes, we're third place in the Big Twelve. So last year, uh, I'm trying to think back. Last year, uh, the Big Twelve. How many? Who made it into the New Year's Day six last year? Let's see. Uh, well, K State did. And K State and then TCU made it into the playoffs. TCU both made it. So we got two teams in last year to that. And then Oklahoma at six and six jumped a couple of teams, if I remember correctly. Like the Pop Tarts Bowl said, we'd rather have Oklahoma at six and six than a couple of eight and four teams. Right. So they went over us. We're not going to the Pop Tarts Bowl this year, but the theory is we're only getting one team in this year, Texas potentially, and that the next bowl, Alamo is going to want the loser of the Big 12 championship game, which would be Oklahoma State in this scenario, and that the third-place team, Oklahoma, would fall down to Pop-Tarts, which is the third bowl. If you're it is the, the third bowl? Well, Sugar Bowl is not an option this year because it's one of the playoff semifinal games. Yeah. So normally you would have a playoff and a Sugar Bowl Two teams in the Big 12 that would make it into the New Year's Day six, potentially. That can't happen. This and year. it won't happen again ever, so it doesn't matter. I mean, I, well, maybe it does. I guess the Big 12 might still have a Sugar Bowl tie. And I don't over. agree that the Alamo would want OSU if they get thumped by Texas. No, I don't think so either. I think that's the breakdown in logic here. Right. The Alamo Bowl's not going to pass on Oklahoma. Well, the thing is, if Texas wins and gets into the playoff, I think you've got a really good chance of making a New Year's Six Bowl, especially now that Louisville's out. Louisville's not out. Louisville is going to get in. Um, well, I don't know. If, we might be in over Louisville if you look at the record. So here's the one thing that I don't think everybody understands. Uh, the ACC has a built-in tie-in with the Orange Bowl. They have to take an ACC team. And if Florida State makes the playoff, the playoff Louisville's going to the Orange Bowl. And if Louisville beats Florida State to keep them out of the playoff. Florida State's going to the Orange Bowl. Florida State's going to the Orange Bowl, and Louisville's going up the charts. If they beat Florida State, they're but they wouldn't jump gonna, into the playoffs. So wouldn't they just take the they wouldn't Orange go into the playoff though? So that might actually knock no, out. No, they would be that a New might Year's knock Day Florida six. State out. Florida State with one loss is going to be a New Year's Day six team. Yeah, you're probably right. And Louisville with two losses that beat Florida State, that will be the question: Do you take two loss Oklahoma who didn't play in a championship, or two loss Louisville that won the ACC? Well, but the same reason that they jumped, the we same gotta, reason we jumped three other schools to go to the cheese at bowl last year would not be the, the same, same reason we could jump louisville not the same unless we could get into the top 12 you have to right now are OU's, we 13th right now we're 13th in the college football playoff they're going to take two lane right which will bump it they're going to take one group of five so, so that takes a spot out it does but you have to select from the top 12 so 11 of the spots will be filled by top teams in the top 12 so oklahoma's got to get into the top 12 in the college football playoff rankings to be eligible for a New Year's Day six bowl, which means they got to move in front of somebody. 
maybe this week they would jump Louisville because of what we just but you said they they lost, but again, Louisville would get an automatic berth. Um, Ole Miss won, not jumping them. Penn State won big. I don't think we're jumping them. You don't think we could jump a two a two lost Penn State team? I mean, we could, but they were ahead of us last week. Why would that change? Well, I don't know that it necessarily changes from a ranking standpoint, but if we can jump into the top 12, there's a chance that we, we would to play. To get into the to top 12, there. we got to jump one of these teams. I No, I understand that. I hear you. I, it is going to be tough, but I'm saying if, if we do manage to get into the top 12, I could see Oklahoma being a more attractive team than Penn State. Oh, sure. Sure. I see what you're saying, though. Um, yeah, pull it up. No, no, no. I was just getting a text from somebody who was saying you're right. Um, Joel Clapp. <laughs> I got a text, too. I got a text, too, Toby. Someone said I was right. So No, no, no. I like that. The explanation of, of how the No, that makes worked. sense. Um, yeah, but uh, but Joel, even then, right, Joel so Clapp even if we – okay, so Joel, say we didn't make a New exactly, Year's Six. Exactly. You were exactly right. Thank you, Joel. So even if we don't make a New Year's Six, though, to Toby, to TJ's point, the Alamo Bowl is not going to pass on us. No. No. Alamo Bowl will be the worst-case scenario for OU. And I think, in my mind, it's like 80%. I think there's a sliver of hope, although I don't know that I can figure out what it is, that something happens that Oklahoma jumps into the eligible pool to make it into a New Year's Day 6. It's possible that the committee gets together and, and they have a change of heart over this team should be ahead of this team. Maybe they weren't impressed with Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. And so Ole Miss, Oklahoma moves in front of Ole Miss in their rankings. There's a scenario there by which that that could happen, but I think it's probably unlikely. Hmm. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. You know, I'm. I would much rather we go play Alabama or Washington. Or there, there are some projections out there that have us in New Year's Day Six Bowl. So it's possible. I just. I'm having a hard time well, figuring the, out Well, just how. keep in mind the committee can do whatever the committee wants. Yeah, that's right. So they don't have to have a reason for dropping somebody below. So if they think the eyeballs will be better on an Oklahoma team, especially like with a preview against an SEC team or something like that. That's true. And who really wants to see Penn State play anybody? I don't want – outside of Michigan and Ohio State yeah. and maybe even included, the Big Ten is bad football. That is hard football to watch. I cannot stand it. It, it drives me insane. Sometimes things happen, too, like even on down the line, like one of Penn State or Ole Miss's opponents lost a game. It affects the computer That affects the, the moves them down, and, you know, and things get shuffled around. So it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Let's go to the Fiesta Bowl. We haven't been there in a while, have we? When's the last time we played the Fiesta Bowl? UConn. Oh, that's been a long time. 2010. Landry Jones, Ryan Boros. Well, that was, was that, that long Boros? ago? Was the UConn Bob game? Bob Barry's wow. final game as the play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. I have those spotter boards in my office. Whoa. It was a gift. Yeah, my last game on the sidelines. That was our last Fiesta Bowl. Let's do that. Sooners won that one. Get some golf in. Sounds great. Let's just make this happen, Toby. All right. Well, I'll make some calls. We'll see what we can do. Fiesta Bowl. Set uh, some rooms aside in Scottsdale. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, what are we talking about? 405-651-3439. We'll hit the text line next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination.
The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Been in business since 1952, helping medium and small-sized businesses across Oklahoma and Kansas. Copiers, fax, printers, scanners, document management, network solutions. They can do it all. Great customer service over there with R.K. Black as well. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. These are my favorite texts. So when it's uh, on my computer screen here, the way the text line set up, on one side I see a preview of a text, and then I click on it, and then I see the full text on the right-hand side of the screen. I like when mm-hmm. I, uh, on the preview, see, whoops, wrong person, because I'm always uh, excited <laughs> to click on and see. What did they just send me? <laughs> this one, not bad. Yeah. You know, nothing they uh, sent to their wife. Can or you pick up a dozen eggs on the way home? Something like that. This one uh, could have been sent to us, and it would have made you happy still. Just had a ham and shredded cheese on buttered toast, and it was epic. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a fact right there. <laughs> Sounds epic. By the way, could I insert uh, some breaking news? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Where's Teddy? <laughs> <laughs> um Teddy texted uh, and made a good point after the conversation last segment. He said, if Texas wins the Big 12 championship, that makes our win over Texas look better, and that might be enough to kind of pop us up a spot. So that's true. I don't think it's impossible that they could bump up and get a New Year's Day six bowl. I just I think it's a slim chance. But I'm rooting for it. If we get a New Year's six bowl. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just think pie in the sky just for a second. Go ahead. If we got New Year's Six Bowl, does DG play that game? Or are we officially into the Jackson freaking Arnold era? TJ, go ahead. Well, how do we know DG is done and he's not back next year? And why wouldn't well, he I mean, play maybe him at that point? I guess that's a good question too. I mean, do we know that answer before then is I guess is what we need to know. And I would think that we do know that answer before then. Oh, you would want to know before then to move forward, I would suppose. I think Dylan Gabriel plays in the bowl game. And honestly, and this is going to make some people drive into a ditch. Oh, don't do that. Just be angry. I think we should be begging Dylan Gabriel with everything we've got to come back another year. I don't disagree. You won't hear a disagreement from me on that. We're not driving into a ditch. He has has better stats than Caleb Williams who many, including this guy right here, thinks is the best quarterback in the country. He has better stats than Caleb Williams. Let me write this down real quick, though. Toby hates Jackson Arnold. I don't hate Jackson Arnold. I'm excited about Jackson Arnold. I've got it on my list Arnold. now. You just he's, said you want no part he's of him. Just, he's just the great unknown, and I know people are very excited about him, and maybe, uh, maybe he's going to win a Heisman Trophy, but it is a – Big maybe, and first year in the SEC, I love the idea of having Dylan Gabriel, a veteran quarterback who has ta- they have played a ton of football as our quarterback going into the SEC in year one. I mean, I it was not long ago that the whole world was fired up about, was his, his Klubnik, what's his first name? At, uh, Cade Klubnik at Clemson, right? Cade Klubnik was the high school superstar that's going to be the next thing well, to lead. Ugalele, too, at both of them. Cade Klubnik is uh, two years into his career, a year and a half, and he's got 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 
and Clemson is going nowhere. There's no guarantee that a high school five-star is going to turn into a superstar, and I hope Jackson Arnold does. But Dylan Gabriel, we've got him right now. He's great. He's got another year. I don't know why we're not begging Obviously him to haven't stay a, he hasn't he hasn't he played five years? Don't question the math. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm just yeah. Does Drake Stoops still have? We had a pandemic. There's red shirts. Does there's Drake transfer Stoops portals. Still have? That's who we should be begging. From Hawaii, I think that affects it somehow. I don't know. Left-handed. <laughs> You've angered the people that love Jackson Arnold and don't like Dylan Gabriel. I love Jackson Arnold too. If but I'm Gabriel Toby, could hit a I... wide open receiver, then I would agree. But he can't. Yeah, I mean, seventy percent completion percentage. <laughs> I mean, he's. 33 touchdowns, completed 70% of his passes. Quarterback rating of 171. Yeah. More yards than Caleb Williams. Is Jackson Arnold going to complete 70% of his passes next year? No. Okay. But I don't know that DG is either against vaunted SEC defenses, but I think he's got a better chance to do it than Jackson Arnold, yes. As good as DG has been, JFA is a freak of nature, this texter says. JFA, I like Jackson Arnold, but he missed a wide-open Nick Anderson at BYU. I mean, he overthrew him by 30 yards. So what are we talking about? I'm I'm willing to get on the – but I, what is the evidence that Jackson Arnold is a freak of nature? Is it because he was really good in high school? Well, that's – you know me and my agreement with you on what you just said. You can be a freak of nature in high school and it not translate to that next level. Now, I'm not saying that's with Jackson Arnold, but I'm just I saying. I hope he's great. It happens I just don't all know. the time. It happens – especially at quarterback, it happens all the time. I, I have a fear. I got on to you guys for having a fear. I have a Easy. fear – that we're six games into the season next year, and we're like, but I wish we had Dylan Gabriel back. We could have had Dylan Gabriel back. We've got a rookie quarterback, year one in the SEC, well, who's trying to figure out what he's looking at with SEC defenses, and he has thrown ten picks. But, but is I that mean, better look, look, to go through that year one in the conference no, and then let him grow? No, you win. Well, you now. win right away. You win right away. But okay, so like I think the best argument for could Dylan... Jackson Arnold beat out Dylan Gabriel next year? If so, give him the job. Here's the best argument for Dylan Gabriel: Bo Nix at Oregon. Bo Nix was not a great quarterback no. for four years, they hated however him many in years. He was. It was good Bo and bad Bo, and he'd make dumb decisions and he'd play stupid and he He wasn't even super great last year. He was just good last year. Dude, that guy's gonna win the Heisman this year. Because he's older, he's smarter, he makes better decisions, he's more physically mature than he was five years ago as a, as a freshman. I'm just, if there's ever an argument for Dylan Gabriel, it's Bo Nix at Oregon. If we have that level of, I mean, if we duplicated this year with a better offensive coordinator, which we all expect to have, oh my gosh, holy cow, could be amazing. By the way, I will not read the amount of text that you angered people with your comments on. President oh, Trump. I already got one from my wife. <laughs> Will y'all stop it? Stop. I'm voting for Trump. Okay? I told you to push he's the, the shortest midget. Uh, he's the, the tallest please midget. Please stop telling us who you're voting for. for. Brad O'Haver please supports push Trump. Push the Come dr- on. dump button. Please push the dump stop. button, TJ. Pray, I'm, I'm begging you. Oh, it was a joke, oh, everybody, gosh. including my wife. Get over it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, this, this been fun. All our trips to Brown O'Haver have been fun through the years. Jeez, I apologize to the whole Trump-loving world out Bo there. Bo Nix is also 37 years old. So this well, person... so is DG next year. <laughs> DG. Uh, this person would like to know, if Toby, if DG got a new arm this summer. Uh... <laughs> what what it... does that mean? There are some people that just don't think he has a very good arm. He doesn't throw the deep ball. Well. He, like, he doesn't, he doesn't throw, throw it hard enough and well deep enough. enough. Deep enough. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. He does he does underthrow Brennan Thompson every time he throws him. I don't, although I don't know how many people can. Week, I don't know right how many people can outthrow that guy though. He put Brennan Thompson on the money and he put Jaden Gibson on the money last week. In general, or no, he's he had a good year. Underthrows the deep ball too much. I got gotcha. you. He needs to get rid of it a little bit earlier. My rebuttal to Jackson Arnold is unproven as a is unproven argument is Tua. He was brought in during the national championship game, and that turned out all right. <laughs> so did Jalen Hurts, by the way. Um, okay, I, I, maybe, maybe you guys are more. Well, confident. Jalen Hurts didn't. Pa- Jalen Hurts did not have the same passing stats that DG did, even in his Heisman runner-up. I don't think he had the same stats. I mean, these stat these stats are way better. There's yeah, some. Am here. I wrong? I can't remember I, that far back. I would have to go look. I'm, I don't think. Well, I know that Dylan almost broke Baker's single season completion percentage record this year, so that means he had to be higher than Jalen. But yeah. I'd have to go look it up. There's some here letting us know that uh, a good offensive coordinator. Uh, this one says this one says a real offensive coordinator. Uh, you get the point. We'll take JFA over DG. So go ahead and stay, Dylan, if you think you can beat out Jackson Arnold. Well, that's fair. If he could beat him if out, he, he him should out. be the quarterback. What in the world makes you think he'd beat out Dylan Gabriel? I just, I've never understood the disrespect some people have for Dylan Gabriel. Like, he has been really, really, really good at OU. He's been a great teammate. He's been a great citizen. He has said all the right things. He's friendly he's nice he doesn't treat people like tj says josh heupel does he has put up big stats he's tough he, he stands made a game-winning throw against texas stands this up for his players against uh whatever was that he West runs Virginia? the ball hard he talks trash to opponents what in the world happened that turned some people against dylan gabriel because he underthrows some him. balls yeah i don't think they're against him as much as this is an oc situation the grass is always greener the next OC will be better. The next OC will make a right decision when it comes to quarterback. Uh, the next quarterback's obviously going to be better. I mean, that's just yeah. well, the nature just of sports fan. You know, that's a good point. I yeah, could go point. back to 2003, and there were people that wanted Paul Thompson ahead of well, Jason White, who had just won a Heisman. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this person says, was it, the, was it speech, uh, Spencer Rattler going to be our freak athlete? So, yeah. Yeah. This is nothing new. But, no, you're right. It's not nothing new. But DJ, no. DG had he validated he this year last year you had doubts. Six and seven, you could have doubts about his performance. It was six and seven. You could have doubts about everybody's performance last year. And I don't think any of them you were could, unfounded. Six and seven. But they were a drastically better team with him than without him. Oh, hundred percent. But he gave him a chance. He get right, but yeah. we were still six and seven. This year, ten and two, and with the stats. And to your point, going to the SEC next year and having a, 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 a super senior quarterback who is good—not you know, not a middling super senior quarterback—but he goes into the he goes to the SEC. I mean, he's a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers. We'd agree with that, right? Yes. Maybe Jalen Milrow. He's he's competing with Jalen Milrow. He's, he's better than Jalen Milrow. Well, I don't know, man. That guy's a freak. But I mean, but he's a better he's, he's a better a, quarterback. Jalen Milrow is a better runner than Dylan Gabriel. But I would take Dylan him Gabriel's a, I would take him over the quarterback of Georgia. I don't know about that. Carson Beck's really good. I don't know. I like DG over the Carson. But my point is, he's in, in, immediately a top four quarterback in the SEC. Immediately a top is four. The, is the kid at LSU gone after this year? Oh, I don't know. Is he? 
He's he's Zippy. the best quarterback in the country. He might be. Sam and Tulsa uh, okay. wanted to know one statistic, Toby. Still yeah. a top four. Nine losses. That's what he says in all caps. He didn't have all nine of those losses. He didn't even play in the Texas game last year. That's true. That he, is he didn't true. play in the Texas game, and he got hurt in the second quarter of the TCU game. No, those are not. And, and it wasn't him that gave up 80-yard drives against West Virginia and whoever else we lost to that last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm just scared. That's it. I, I'm, I'm giving. I'm, I'm. Put your big boy pants. on. I know you're right. I need to go home and get. Do you are your your house closer? Put your to Jackson you Arnold pair? pants on. Man. I don't have any. I am worried of kicking out the door a really good quarterback. I don't want to kick him out the door. I didn't realize he had eligibility left. In exchange for potential, because sometimes potential works out and sometimes potential doesn't, and so. I think that's where we're going. I think Jackson Arnold's going to be the guy next year, and I'm going to be his biggest supporter, and I'm going to – I can't wait to if see If he really play. has a year of eligibility, what is the odds he goes to Mississippi State for one last year? It's talked about. I don't want to play against it's, him. I mean, it's we don't play Mississippi State next year, but oh. it's definitely in play, I'd say. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back, Brown O'Haver. Toby and TJ with you, hanging out with John Whitson today. All right, uh, let's talk about all these gifts out in the lobby. You guys are endlessly generous here. You're always doing things in the community to help out, and this time of year, uh, no different, right? Yeah, so... We've done, I don't even know how many years we've been with, uh, we've partnered with these guys, um, but Citizens Advisory Board, I know the radio station's done yeah. some work with them over the years. Sure. They're an awesome group down in Norman. They do an angel tree. Um, so this is, you know, basically everybody in the office uh, picks a kid and we get to sponsor it and we keep growing as a company. So that means the gifts we give keep growing and it's a lot of fun. Um, you can see under when you see it all together under the tree like it is right here, it's like, oh, wow, this is pretty freaking sweet. So, I mean, it's not like TJ's gifts to Katie, but it's, you know, it's a close second in terms of how many we're going to have out there. So you are approaching the same number of gifts. Anyway. Yeah, for like 10 kids. But right. You know. uh, yeah. But anyway, it's uh, we're excited. So also, if you're looking for a, a place to give back uh, in Norman, check out Citizens Advisory Board. They do just a tremendous job. Um, of coordinating the deal they make it really really easy and that's my deal is like sometimes when you volunteer you feel like oh man do they appreciate it is it is am i noticed do i get all this kind of stuff man they they make you feel appreciated they make it really easy to do it and i you can see the uh see your impact so it's pretty cool so yeah check out citizens advisory board down in in norman and if people uh need to call brown o'haver or they're interested in what they've heard this morning See if you can help them out, 405-735-5510. It's always good to go to your Facebook page because you've got a lot of examples there that uh, kind of explain to people what you do and how you help. And So either one of those would be good options. Yep, go to our Facebook page. Um, Again, we're public insurance adjusters, so we work for the insured, not the insurance company. So if you had a loss to your home or business, fire, wind, theft, tornado, uh, flood, whatever the case may be, give us a call, 405-735-5510. We typically get our clients 30 to 40% more than you get on your own. And uh, one more shameless plug for the podcast. Uh, here in the office is Kevin Miller. He's a Texas fan. I'm an Oklahoma fan. And we have a podcast called the Boomer Bevo Podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. 
also available great listen, people. on the uh, KREF app. Y'all been nice enough to put that on the app now for almost two years, and it's, uh, that's where we get most of our views and listens, and we really appreciate it. We have a lot of fun with it. It's going to kind of suck this next week, talking about a Big 12 championship game that we didn't make. Mm. But Do you have to talk about it? I think I have to talk about yeah. it, but um, oh I don't have to watch it, and I will not. Yeah. But I will uh, I will let Kevin have his moment because, uh, well, you know. They've been few know. and far between. They haven't been a lot, mm-hmm. but regardless. Anyway, check us out, though. We have a lot of fun, and we're going to keep it going. We keep it going even throughout uh, basketball season. Uh, fired had, up about the basketball team? Yeah, you know, we joked about it uh, off air, and, and i got to be honest, I am not caught up with who all the new guys are yet, but I watched the majority of that USC game, and all I know is the physicality and the athleticism, the size, the speed of that group of players is radically different than last year. Radically. No offense to the Grove brothers, mm-hmm. but the Grove brothers aren't stepping on the court with the dudes we have right now. These guys are big and fast and strong. Uh, Uzon looks really, really good at the point guard. Uh, that big guy, what's his name? The the big dude. He is he takes up a lot of space, but he moves really well. Has a three John point shot. John Hughley has a three point shot. Um, and then we talked about who is the scariest guy on in the Oklahoma Jaylen campus. Moore. I'm telling you what, man. It's it's. I think it's going to be a really exciting season. Porter, if you're listening, do not tease us in the non-con. Do not go eleven and one. No, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. Just go, but then, finish your sentence. But bring it in the conference. There you go. I do not need losses to Kansas State in our last year. I'm so sick Kansas of losing. Really good. They went I don't to the care. Elite eight Toby, last year. Toby, I don't care how good they are. We beat Kansas State last year. We're good. They Let's, beat the Elite eight. Let's beat them twice. Don't we play them twice? I don't think we do. I'm trying to remember. We played four teams twice: OSU, Texas, Kansas. You know what, Toby? Iowa State. Stop I making believe. excuses. We do not need to lose to Kansas State or Iowa State or Oklahoma State. Just or Texas them Tech. Run or the table. Baylor. I don't like any of these teams. We're, this is our last year. We're, we have historically been, historically, not in the last 10 years, well, maybe in the last 10 years, in the last five years, we have, an histor- we have historically been a great program in the Big 8 and the Big 12. Let's end it on top. This is the team that can do it. Porter, if you're listening. I like it. Go get it, bro. Let's go. I like Stop it. messing around. One quick point, if I could make. Let me ask you guys this, and then I, I want to make a point. Do you think... You and or most Sooner fans will cheer, root for Jeff Levy at Mississippi State, or no? Or uh, don't care? I don't care. TJ? Will they root for him or not? Um, Are they playing playing Texas? Yes. They they play LSU? Yeah. In general, just to be successful. I I think they are fine with him being successful, yeah. I think they're okay with that. I don't. I wouldn't say that they're openly cheering for him. I think there will be a, a good majority of the fan base that does. Um, well, here's my point. But they're fine with it. I think the rest, even the ones that yeah. want him gone, are fine with him winning if he goes there and does a good job. Then hats whether off to him. Whether you root for him or not, I think the success or lack of, of Jeff Levy at Mississippi State could have a major impact on the future of the University of Oklahoma. There's no doubt about it. That's the one thing. When that hire happened, I thought that could affect a chain of things that we don't see here because it's an important hire for someone. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's hiring a football coach is the most important thing an athletic mm-hmm. director does. Yes. And it's if, if that is an abject failure yes. and Joe retires, 
it is harder to then hand the job to Zach. Correct. Yeah. 100%. I think mm-hmm. we're rooting for Zach more than we're rooting for Jeff Levy, though. Then you're rooting for Jeff Levy, then. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think in terms of who we're like. We need, if, if you want Zach Selman to be your next athletic director, then it would behoove yeah. Jeff Levy to be successful at Mississippi. And what well, is what, successful what, for Jeff yeah, Levy? Yeah. Eight, eight wins four, a year? Seven eight, wins a eight year? And four, yeah. Eight and four. Yeah. Eight and four. CJ, right? Yeah. I mean, what did, what did Mike Leach do there? No, even better, what did Dan Mullen do? Did Dan Mullen get 10 wins with that? I think he got 10 once, maybe, and I think Leach maybe got eight or nine once, but I could be, I, I don't remember for sure. It just can't be a, it can't be a failure. It can't be five and seven every year for the next three years and they fire him. I'm looking up. Uh, but Mississippi State, man, that is not an easy place, place to go win. win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're surrounded by blue bloods or a big, and now you've got to deal with Oklahoma and Texas as well. Uh, let's see here. Mike Leach went. Okay, Mike Leach went in three years: four and seven, seven and six, and nine and four. Okay, so the one. Dan nine. Mullen had a ten-win year in 2014. Okay, uh, he had. Uh, he was there for a long time. Geez, uh, five wins: nine, seven, eight, seven, ten, nine, six, nine. That's it. That's yeah. a really nice so, run there. That, eight to ten wins yeah. at Mississippi State is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. They, they just need this to be a good hire. If you if you want Zach Selman to be the next AD, and I love Zach Selman, I think that would be great. I'm not trying to get Joe out of here. I'm just saying maybe it's ten years from now. No, but this hire needs to go well. Um. Yeah, but not well like Oklahoma well. In terms of ten wins every year, it needs to go eight and four wins, right? I'm not being funny. I'm saying eight and four is Correct. well. The, stand, the ex- standard and expectation is lower at yeah. Mississippi State. Even yeah, win the Egg Bowl from time to time, uh, jump up and beat an Alabama or uh, an LSU or somebody from time to time. Keep the fan base happy. Yeah, hundred percent. Threaten the twelve team playoff once every five years or so. It's doable there. No? They were ranked. You know, here's a good trivia question. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. The very first college football playoff rankings, I think Mississippi State was number one. That's when they had Dak, right? Yeah. Yeah. Am I right about that, And wasn't Ole Miss really high, too? Wasn't it both schools? Maybe I made that up. I'll look it up there. You know, Chris Plank will know the answer to this. We'll be back to wrap it up from Brown O'Haver next. Bleed Crimson. Love great Sooner Talk. Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Time to cross it over. Wrapping it up here from Brown O'Haver, we welcome in Chris Plank. Good morning, at Plank Show. What's up, T-Row OU? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Fun morning this morning, right? It's been lively, Chris. By the way, uh, Mississippi State was uh, one. First college football playoff ranking, Mississippi State one, Florida State two. Ole Miss was three. 
This says Auburn three, Ole Miss four. Oh, four. Sorry, sorry. But I, I trust you more than no, 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 no. Right they now. have if you go to the college football playoff ranking page, they have every single ranking ever, every week, every ranking, every move. So yeah, I just I just remember Mississippi State and Ole Miss were in the first ever playoff ranking, and Dak Prescott and Mississippi State was number one. Yeah, how about that, huh? And how about that, I would uh, I would add to this. You know, I, I hadn't even thought about that the scenario you were bringing up, but you don't have to go out and win. I mean, in their history, Mississippi State has had four 10-win seasons. Four. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. So you don't have to go out and go 10-2 and two or 11-1. and one. Just you have some success. Go to bowl success. games. Yep. Win eight games. Go to bowl games. Beat Ole Miss a number, you know, a reasonable number of times. Don't embarrass them. Right. But the I fan- was watching the introduction. By, by oh, the way, when uh, when uh, 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 Jeff Levy arrived, I was like, "Of all of our great traditions at OU, thank God one of them isn't the cowbells." <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine? All oh, those are so annoying. Lebs got off that flight and was like, "What have I? What have I done? This is <laughs> the cowbells. This is so terrible right now." How did that? Ev- I, I, well, there's got to be a story how that got started. Well, well you know, there's always the magic of Google. Let's see if we can get it figured out before no, we get out of here. No, it's not on the internet anywhere. There's no way it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we are headed for a land of many great and bizarre traditions, gentlemen. That, that, well, that's what I was saying is, can you imagine, we go play BYU, and they put out a video about the Selman brothers that lasts eight minutes. Yeah. And it was one of the best things ever awesome. done. It was go- it, glorious. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. I don't see LSU putting a video about the Selmans out before we go down and play them next year. Probably I, not. That doesn't strike me as the type of home environment that we're going to enter. I don't feel comfortable taking my ten-year-old daughter do, down to Baton Rouge like I did no. going to like I did going to Provo this year. I do wonder. I could be wrong about this. Maybe this is me thinking people are nicer than they are. I do think our first lap around the SEC, we will encounter a level of hospitality until we Welcome beat them. to the league. Yeah, yeah, uh, like at Ohio State. Hard times will start to take oh, place. Ohio State was the nicest fan base in the world because they thought there was no way they were going to lose to us. I thought Tennessee was great, you know, when we went in the non-con. Were they mean after the game, though? Uh, I don't know. I went to the airport. Ohio State was insufferable after I'm the sure game. they will. Yeah. I, it will disintegrate over time, and it may never exist at LSU. But I do think the first lap around the league, there will be a level of – like when, when we welcome fans here for the first time, I think there will be a level of excitement – that Oklahoma's coming to town, you know? That's yeah. cool. So, But that'll eventually disintegrate into we all hate each other like we're supposed to in the SEC. Agreed. I'm already there. I'm already there. You're there already. I'm already there. I hate them all. Come to Brown O'Haver, folks. They'll take, they don't hate you. No. No, they, hate, they love you, and they'll take care of you and get you more money. 405-735-5510. Thanks for hosting us today, John. It was fun as always, guys. Loved it. Chris, have a great show. He's off to make coffee. He's off to make coffee. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.